If you are young, if you're in your youth and you're struggling with anything, anything that has to do with being bullied, with depression, anxiety, if there's anything or even changes that are happening that you're experiencing as you grow, if there are things that you find yourself being afraid of, if you're having questions about the Bible, God, um, and you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, we have a counseling line that you can send a WhatsApp message to. And that number is 064-530-6805. And if you're a parent listening and you have a child who is 13 years or younger or actually younger than 18, um, then it would be awesome if you would refer them to us using this number because then we'd know that they've gotten your permission as a minor to make contact with us um, using the number 64 5306805 and uh moving on to the conversation that we're going to be having today um we're going to we're continuing actually on our discussion on identity or our theme on shaping your identity identity is something that we should never ever take for granted i know we don't often sit down and think about the people that we're becoming or the people that we've become because your identity is basically the every your, the expression of who you are. So it refers to the clothes you wear. Um, it refers to um, what do you think of, um, you know, um, in terms of your interaction with other people. How do you interact with other people? What language do you use? What words have you adopted in your vocabulary? What spaces do you occupy? Because based on who you are, if you think about it, Based on the person that you are, it'll determine the places that you visit and the places that you don't. And and sometimes some people actually, you know, like Charles was mentioning earlier, some people use their profession to 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 identify themselves. You know, some people even use their wealth and and and, and class level um, in order to um, um, decide or to affirm their identity. So, what do you use to affirm your identity? There are many things in the modern age that are shaping our identity. There are influences on social media. Um, you have. I mean, you have the uh, the content that we watch. There's your Netflix, your HBO, etc., etc. There are so many things that are influencing and shaping the people that we become. Even the lady who lives down the street at the corner uh, from where you live, she influences what you think of yourself. Um, and I was just mentioning last night at Cell um, that when I was younger and I was going to church, one thing I used to like love doing is looking at the men in my church and I would select a few of them um, and then model myself after them. Even the way I dressed was 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 modeled after them. Um, the only thing I promised myself to do is not to be as boring as they were. <laughs> <laughs> so I used Here's to actually <laughs> So I actually used to model myself after them and then it leaves the question as well that who is modeling themselves after you who wh- what young girl is looking at you as an adult Right. And actually shaping their identity based on the things you say and do. Um, what young man is looking at you as an adult man um, and shaping their identity based on the things you say, based on the on, on, on whether you're a liar or you tell the truth, whether you cut corners or not um, and, and, and the vocabulary that you've adopted. But today specifically, we are talking about how to ground your identity in the Bible and answering the question of, 
Is the Bible still relevant in helping young people shape their identity in the modern in the modern world? Um, we're millennials. We have so many options on how to shape our identity. Is the Bible even still relevant? Charles, what are your thoughts? No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I needed to say that to see whether I can get a reaction from you or not. I actually, I actually, uh, I, I actually thought you were going at an angle that, um, you know, <laughs> it's not to the generation that is. Like there, there are people who have decided that it's not relevant. There's, yeah, you know what's what's one of the biggest challenges that we do have currently mm-hmm. is the fact that that. Uh, knowledge is so easily accessible mm. that we think that everyone that we come in contact with is immediately knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. That means that they are well informed. So mm. there's, there's this new guy that's making some big eruptions on, on uh, Facebook Watch now uh, for being a very outspoken atheist. But his basic reasoning skills mm-hmm. leaves much to be desired. However, that basic with, with with what I mean with basic reasoning skills is is the law of reasoning, the laws of reasoning. In other words, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, the law of the immovable middle, the law of non contradiction, stuff like that. It's the five rules five rules of, of reasoning. Interesting. And um it's very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult English and it's very difficult. But it's all all worldviews basically need to adapt them. Adapt to them. If you watch videos by Ben Shapiro, he obviously uh, teaches you that subliminally. He doesn't make the big statements about it, but you can see in his, the way that he talks is in, in, and engages with people. Mm-hmm. But this guy that I just mentioned, he's out to show that the Bible is completely irrelevant to our age and that the Bible is completely wrong. However, he is misguiding, misguided and misquoting the Bible. But he comes, uh, he seems to be well presentable and well presented and well learned. So we think that he's got the truth. Oh, I see. I see. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Whereas he unfortunately is, is not the truth. Mm. Then, then we get the case with, with the late Ravi Zachariah, someone whom I loved and adored. And his teachings was remarkable. Mm. Teachings were mm. rather, and it was impeccable. Mm. And we found out that his lifestyle leaves much to be desired. Mm. Mm. And then, there, unfortunately, the, the, the case of Christianity then falls flat on its face again because everything that he preached for the 50 odd years that he did that, he, he, he didn't live it. I see. Meaning that, yeah. that that change that he completely, the change that he proclaimed throughout the world never struck in his heart. Mm, feels like mm. it. That that's the the um the case made against him. Let's, let's see. call it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I understand what you mean. So it's not something that uh, we can say definitively, uh, but it does raise those questions basically, or raise those suspicions as to um, to what extent did the gospel impact him? Right. Mm. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it, it is it now in the time that we live in. Right. I, I know that the Bible is something that a lot of a lot of people and also people within the church. Um, the Bible is looked at as 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 an option. Like it's looked at as, you know, the Bible is not as relevant and important and we can't stick to it 
exactly as it was written in our time. And I think the fear I have of that is the fact that we've lost um, reverence for the word. Um, we've lost reverence for God. You know what? Let's say, you know, I've heard people say that the Bible has been tampered with. Um, and, and it's been, um, there are people that have, you know, um, hindered the word to and perverted it in some way which which uh, it it's true that there are people who have come and, and twisted uh certain translations to mean certain things so that's not very far fetched uh but and and I know Charles that you'd have a lot more to say about this but the point I'm trying to get to is the fact that for me personally I would much rather believe the bible that I have and honestly come before God and say I did my best to believe in the word that I had available to me and for him to know that my heart was to follow him in doing that. Um, and anything that I felt or understood um, was contrary to his nature, I moved my I moved away from. Um, and I did my best to try and understand scripture within context right um and and because sometimes you you might find a person saying um there was actually some which uh, i don't uh, let me not say which doctor actually there was a guy in a village i remember this was an argument on facebook a while ago who was going around um um basically lighting up and punishing what he what he called witch doctors within his community um, and they were telling him that that's not the Jesus way of doing things uh, Jesus forgives preaches the gospel and tries to get people converted so he still believed in burning people at the stake right um, and they were the, the brethren were gathering trying to basically change his mind about that um, and it is which is why it is important obviously for everything to be understood within context um, and for you to, for us to understand that it's not all things that are in the Old Testament that need to be ignored because there were we were actually having this conversation in our uh, cell group um, just last night uh, uh, talking about some of the biblical figures um, who made huge mistakes in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, actually. Um, but I think in the Old Testament, there are more mistakes than in the New. <laughs> right? Yeah, um, because the Old Testament clearly dictates history more than that the New Testament do. Yes, so you're correct in saying that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you're definitely right there. Yeah, so there's a lot to learn on how you to have your identity shaped by looking at, for example, for me as a young man, um, I learn a lot from David. Even though David messed up so much, um, I, I, I learn a lot from his repentance. Um, I learn a lot from his pursuit of God and his, his willingness to repent to such an extent of not caring what people think of him. I mean, he would literally tear his clothes up while his wife mocks him. Um, I can learn a lot from someone like Job um, and I can take some of their characteristics and incorporate them into my own identity um, and they can shape the person I become so for me the the, the real answer is truly that um, we can shape our identity using the word and I think one way we can do that is to observe people in scripture that God journeyed with 
right? Whether it's men or women. Um, I know for certain that there are many women in the word that we can learn from. Sarah is one of the most prominent ones that are used even in the New Testament. Um, she's used as a reference on how to be a good wife, how to be a good woman in general. Um, so her, she had a very humble spirit. Um, she was very caring. I mean, you can imagine because she had to mother, um, she had to go through her entire life um, not getting the one thing she wanted at most, being a mother, and still love God and still obey God and still obey her husband, uh, or rather not obey her husband, sub be submissive towards her husband. Um, and this day, her name um, has, has, I mean, it lives on, you know. She's a very famous woman, um, and, and she is known to have stepped in faith with Abraham. So, and there's many more, many more examples that we can find in scripture. 